Welcome to the Cooking Up Raw podcast. That's right. We still on brand. Cooking Up Buckets is still alive. This is your host, Addy. I got a new co-host with me for this edition of Cooking Up Raw. You want to introduce yourself, young man? Yeah, <laughs> young man. All right. My name is uh, Sinead Duramos, you know? Wait, what's your on-screen or your on-air on- name? On-air on- on- name? Still? What? What's your on Addy? There's it's Addy. Addy. Or Gray Hoodie Addy. Gray Hoodie Addy. I guess I'll just go by uh, C-Ned. C-Ned? <laughs> C-Ned. Okay. Slight variation in the name, I guess. So this is going to be different. It's not a basketball podcast, not a food podcast. As for people that do know us, they know we love us some wrestling. <laughs> wrestling. We, we love the, the wrestling. And because it's 2017, it's been 20 years since what people call the golden age of wrestling, the Attitude Era, which began in 1997. And now what makes this interesting is the fact that the man sitting beside me has not watched the Attitude Era. But not to any fault of his own because how old were you when the Attitude Era started? Uh, I forget. Two years old, man. Two years not old. my era. Two wasn't years my old. era. I was five. So even still, I'm looking at it with a different lens. I still have fond memories of the Attitude Era because simply my introduction to wrestling was this time. Because Bret Hart and HBK were my two favorite wrestlers at the time. Okay. And in this era, they're the two biggest baby faces of the Attitude Era. Or the pre-Attitude Era, pre- as, yeah. as, we, as you can see from the episode we're yet. watching. Yep. So, with that being said, why don't you give your origin story as how you got into wrestling. Into wrestling. Okay. So, for me, my first um, <laughs> encounter with wrestling, I guess, was when I... Growing up as a kid in a household with four kids, obviously our common hobby was video games, and some of the funnest wrestling, some of the funnest games you can play with people are wrestling games. Some of the two wrestling games I had that I that I had were WrestleMania 2000 and W and the WCW wrestling game, which basically uh, NWO Revenge and WCW Revenge. Yeah, or was it the other one? There was two of them. There's uh, it might have been WCW NW versus the World. I just I just remember I had a WCW game and a and a WrestleMania 2000 game. You didn't play No Mercy. I didn't have the pleasure of playing No. I oh. played it. I think I played it once, but I didn't own that game. No Mercy was everything that 2000 was, but better. But better. Like on steroids. So so I just so I got the vanilla version of. Yeah. So basically, WCW NWO Revenge is the the best one of the three before no mercy okay and no mercy would be the best game overall except there's one big glitch in no mercy where you're for some reason your games would not save sometimes and the game would just restart which is bad because the main draw of no mercy what made it special out of possibly any sports game at the time was that um the story didn't just progress with you winning there was different branching paths at that time so win, lose, draw. Okay. There were different possible paths you could go in your campaign. So it's just a, it's just a branch. So, so yeah. On what the resolve the matches. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's what made No Mercy even better. And like there was more match types. I think there may have been there was there wasn't Hell in a Cell, but there was TLC. There, there was, was Steel Cage. Oh, match. Okay. There was a ladder match. I think the only special match in <clears throat> WrestleMania 2000 was the. Was the cage match probably the cage match? Probably just the cage match and the ru- and the rumble. Yeah, you can get. Uh, you could go. Oh, you can go backstage. Backstage was SmackDown, but No Mercy was was sick. Okay. So, we're going to review all of, uh, 1997, WWF wrestling, which includes for us is just going to be Monday Night Raw, and the pay per views. We're not going to be watching Shotgun Saturday. We're not going to be watching <laughs> Sunday Night Heat. We're not going to be watching superstars. I love those snippets during the show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and you'll see. So, to really get into the grips of 1997, I thought we had to look at the context of 1997 and really put okay. ourselves in that position. When you think of 1997, what do you think of right away? My brother's birth year. Your brother. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Honestly. Okay. Okay. So, for January 4th in 1997... What do you think the number one song was? I'm not even, I don't even, I can't even guess, dude. 
right now, um, if we're going to act like we're in 1997, the biggest song right now is Tony Braxton's Unbreak My Heart. Unbreak My Yep. I I have never heard that song. You've never I'm, heard Unbreak sing My Heart. The, you're going to have to tell me to sing the chorus oh, or, just, or, just, or just say the chorus to oh me. Oh, my gosh. I've, ne- I've probably heard the chorus, but I've, the, the artist's name Unbreak. and the song name wow. does not ring a bell. But then again, I was never a big music. I'm not too big of a music guy. Yo, Unbreak I'm going to be heart? cheese if it's not on Spotify. Well, if it was the number one tune in 97... I should have it. It's not on Spotify. See, I guess it's not worth. I guess it's. You know what? I'll I'll, I'll use it as our intro song next it, week. Next week, all right. Yeah. Hope, hopefully, it rings a bell, dude. Yeah. Um, in wrestling context-wise, we're only a week removed from WCW's biggest pay-per-view to date, which is Starcade '96, headlined okay. by Hogan and Pi- uh, Roddy Piper. Which drew around thirty five hundred thousand pay per view buys, the biggest to date for WCW, okay. an attendance of nine thousand and thirty people in the Nashville Municipal Auditorium. So we can see at this point, WCW kind of has the wrestling game on mm-hmm. lock. Um, which is weird when you think about it, because when we think of wrestling, we don't think of the biggest event of the year happening in December, yeah, or in January. Well, I mean, now with Wrestle Kingdom, things kind of change, but. We usually think of the year revolving around March, April. Yeah, and January is really where things get started. So WCW, if you watch... I decided to watch Raw side-by-side side okay. with Nitro just a little bit. And it's weird to see, like... At the end of the big night, there's kind of like a downswing and, and like mm-hmm. a slow building up. So now we see here. Also in 1997, in January 1997, Bill Clinton would be starting the second term of his pre- presidency on January 20th. For us Canadians... Jean Chrétien was still the Prime Minister of Canada, one of the longest reigning. 1997, Titanic was the highest okay. grossing boss office movie with $1.8 billion worldwide. Followed by it would be the Lost World, Jurassic Park, so the Jurassic yeah. Park sequel, That's and the original Ben and Black movie. The original came out in 97? Also in 97, uh, on March 8th, uh, the notorious B.I.G. would die. Oh, he shit. killed in Los Angeles. But now, let's go back to a lighter note. Open with Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Raw takes place in the Knickerbocker Arena in Albany, New York. Yes. Um, there's no statement. I don't know if you cut it or I got it. Mm. Uh, Raw was not live at this time, was it? It wasn't? I didn't see anything um, pointing into the direction to think that it would would be live. I'm just so used to Raw being live, dude. That I just I just automatically assumed when I so watched it, it was live. You've never. Wow, Raw's okay. always been live when, since I've started watching. No, see, this is a big thing with the the Monday Night Wars was that Nitro was always live from the Nitro was live, but Raw yeah, wasn't. Raw was live on a other every other week basis. Okay, but not every week. So okay. this might have been a week where it was. Oh, I think I remember seeing this. Like every time it be, would be a live raw, that they'd advertise it as a li- as a live raw to get ratings. No, no, they, they were they, just they not things. So, and with the big thing was that WCW used to do this underhanded tactic because Raw is not oh, live. They would, spo- they would announce the spoilers okay. on Nitro. Yeah. So at this time, even towards into '98, Raw is not live on a every week basis. Okay. So to open up Raw, we've got the man. It's time. Oh my god. Vader time. It's Vader time. You know who this man is? I know who Vader is. You know man. who Vader is? You know who Vader, I know who Vader okay, is. Okay, okay. Just just making sure. Oh, come on, man. I've seen How can you not know who Vader is? Yo, you were too at the time, so. You see you see you see everyone it's a big guy in the orange mask, man. Well, it's not it's red. It's, what is it red? It's, it's red. Oh, I'm dumb. Sorry. <laughs> it's, it's not my era. It's red. Yeah, so Vader opens up. We get a quick promo, basically advertising the main event for the night being Bret Hart and Vader. There's no stakes on the line, but these two are basically the two, two of the top guys in the company. We also move to a highlight package of Shotgun Saturday Night, and they show us the debut episode of Shotgun Saturday Night, and they would show us this multiple times throughout the episode. Where Ahmed Johnson. Takes so basically, on we got Ahmed Johnson 
facing crush of the nation of domination they'll move on and they keep showing the spot over and over again of Ahmed Johnson doing his uh what is it the Pearl Dr- uh, River on the car the Pearl River splash onto the car on a random member of the nation so at this time the nation is much bigger than the rock nation the rock nation yeah. is basically just four guys put together whereas the original nation of domination there's a big entourage okay so it's a big group so basically they're they're closer because the nation of domination is basically their parody on the nation of islam okay so <laughs> and farouk's the leader basically and they have all these guys come out and crushes in it. Uh, they've got two guys that rap to do their intro to come out and do it. You'll see more Nation of Domination as the, okay. the year goes on. And obviously more Ahmed Johnson. What do you think of Ahmed Johnson so far, though? <laughs> um, what do you know about what, Ahmed Johnson? I don't. I've heard the name, but okay. don't know much. What I can. All I know from him is that highlight reel that they played. Five, six times throughout the night. So, based on this episode of Raw, where do you think Ahmed Johnson kind of fits in the picture of the roster? The roster? I'm going to say he's, uh, I'm going to have to guess he's an upper mid-card? Round mid-card? Yeah, he's you're... main event, though. So, you're, you're about right. Ahmed okay. Johnson is, he, I'm pretty sure in 96 he held the Intercontinental title. Okay. Coming off that, I think he lost it. And Ahmed Johnson was basically be supposed to be the next star. The next big thing. Vince was in love with Ahmed mm. Johnson. So he was basically, you know, kind of how Big E was supposed to be the guy in the shield. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was Big Chris e was Hero. To be, it was supposed to be Chris Big, Hero. Big E was supposed to be in the... See? CM Punk wanted Chris Hero. Um, Vince wanted Big E. And Trips wanted... Trips wanted Roman. Roman. So Big E... Was kind of Ahmed Johnson, but like Biggie's much better than Ahmed Johnson. So Ahmed Johnson is kind of the guy that's being groomed to be the next star because he's got that look, he's got that charisma. Okay. But you'll be the judge of things as things goes by. All right. Now, shot the premise of Shotgun Saturday Night is basically it's supposed to be an edgier version of Raw. Not of Raw, but, but of like wrestling. superstars. Okay, superstars. So we know superstars is basically. This little show they throw on syndicated yeah. TV every week. Now, Shotgun Saturday is done different because it's shot in nightclubs around New York City, as you can see yeah. this episode. And we can already see that from the get-go, they were edgy because uh, Marlena, or Terry Runnels, yeah, she, uh, she ends up flashing, flashing. Goldust's opponent. Uh, they didn't say it at the beginning. Uh, we just see a, a picture of Bob Backlund falling down. Yep. And after that, they're like, okay, we'll show you more see more of shotgun saturday throughout the thing so now we move to the actual episode of raw and it opens up with owen hart and mankind owen hart is accompanied by clarence mason who is also a representative of the nation of domination so there's an early link between the two because you know owen hart does eventually join them around 98 99 and clarence mason is also holding owen hart's slammy so you'll see this is a big thing with owen hart and the slammy Slammies are a big thing, and they kind of made a comeback in our era. Mankind also comes out, and he's accompanied by Paul Bearer. And Mankind's wearing the brown, the I like all that brown. Look. I like the look. You like that? Look? I like the look. It, I, it, it adds to just like the rawness of his character. You know, like like he's like the man. From what we know, like modern people view Mankind as, as his look as you know the mask, obviously. Mm-hmm. But then like the the shirt and the tie. With yeah. Sako, right? Well, this man kind of is like, he's like, he, he acts like a character that's like just been introduced to this world of yeah. professional wrestling, right? And I love, I love his theme music. The, the, the eeriness of it. Yeah. Instead of the happy tone of Mick Foley's. Well, is now is from. What I do like about this Mankind versus later Mankind that we get is okay. the, the double theme song. Oh, the exit, the exit theme. So right? he gets the winning theme. The happy exit The theme. winning happy theme versus his eerie entrance theme. Yes. I do not like his in-ring gear. You don't like his in-ring gear? No, I don't like the brown on brown. <laughs> and the, the obscure, like, crucifix logo on, okay. his, on his thing. I do prefer the, the suit and like the, the, the dress shirt and tie. Okay. With the, with the red, because it makes Mankind look like this, this ragtag person. Ragtag? comes out of the boiler room and is ready to like just fight you 
Okay. What I do like about Mankind is, if you notice, he has a visible bald, bald yeah. spot on the top right. His hair was... And that, that's obviously, like, we know Mankind is... Pulls his hair. Pulls his yep. hair and whatnot. So, the match begins, and the commentary team right now is of Jerry Vin, the King Lawler and... Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Vince McMahon. Now, Vince and Jerry are not talking about the match. They are talking about the champion, Psycho Sid... And Shawn Michaels. Issuing an apology to Shawn Michaels trainer, Jose Lothario, who had previously attacked Jose with a camera in order to win the title. Now, going back to the match, Owen tries to end the match early with a sharpshooter, but Mankind gets the rope break. Owen ends up biting Mankind's glove, and both men out end up outside of the ring. Here we see that Mankind early goes for a chair shot, and he misses. And then Owen places Mankind onto the railing, Hits him with the tag team belt in plain sight. No and what D- happened? No DQ, man. No DQ. But it wasn't announced as a no disqualification It was match, not right? announced as a no disqualification match. I'm pretty sure it was one fall with the time limit. One fall with the time limit. Yeah. So no... But no DQ. No DQ. And <laughs> he, he hits him in the belt in such a weird way where... He hit, he, he, he like he whips, whips it. Him. He, he doesn't, whips it like an actual belt. Yeah. He does. It's pretty weird to see. He doesn't use the plate to hit him in the face. He kind he of just whips him but with a plate <laughs> yeah. tag first. Now, we go back to, as the match is going on, Lawler and Vince are kind of giving attention to the match. Yeah, but they're but also they're like focusing on They're also the focusing on other things. So next topic for them is Bret Hart. They talk about how Bret Hart is the public number one marked enemy. Marked man in the Rumble. The marked man in the Rumble and how the talent is out to get him. So at this point in time, who do you think the number one babyface in the company is? It's Bret. Versus who? Versus, versus Sean, right? Okay. So Bret and Sean are... 1A, 1B, however you want to slice that up. And you see that Brett gets time here. They talk about everybody's after him. And they also do it during his brother's match, which seems kind of weird. No chance for Brett to win. Back to the match. Both men end up outside of the ring again after a head kick from Owen. Mankind hits Owen with a drop toe hold, which puts Owen on the rail. Then he takes this basin of bottled water that was on the table. And he hits hits Owen on the head again. No Again, D- no DQ. No DQ. It's, a, it's, a, it's a no holds barred match, man. Apparently, I didn't know if you caught this though. There was a small ECW chant following very, that. A very slight. I was surprised. It was that, audible. Really? I think it was just because yeah, it was in front hear, of the camera. But I'm surprised people were chanting ECW back then when something when stuff like this happened. Oh, you don't know what happens. Nah. What? Okay. All right. We'll, we'll get there. We'll okay, get there. Buddy. It's soon. It's soon. It's, it's soon. It's soon. So there's a small ECW champ. Then Owen ends up uh, going to jump from the top rope, gets caught in the mandible claw, then reverses it with a wheel kick. Mankind recovers and then tosses a running Owen into the ring post and hits him with a pile driver. <laughs> band move, by band move. A pile driver, not yet. A pile <laughs> driver for the win. And the match ends at the 10 minute and 42 mark of the show, according to the network. So heel goes over clean, eh? Yeah, yeah mankind is the heel at this mankind time. Mankind's yep, a heel. Yep. Always good to see. Uh, Owen's not faced though. So it was a double heel match, sort of. Because Owen is aligned with the Nation of Domination, vaguely. 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 But he was he wasn't a face. He was not time. a baby face at this okay. time, and you'll see that to to as we go on. What did you think of this match? It was a pre- it was a solid match, like as an opener. But like you know, it's weird seeing it. You know, different style from Raw nowadays, mm-hmm. where they mm-hmm. open with a what a twenty minute promo, mm-hmm. and instead, like when Raw this episode started, you just seen Owen like not he got he he didn't show even showing his entrance. He was already in the ring, ready to yeah. go, and then open Mankind's entrance. But then I liked how Paul Bear was his manager, yet he didn't have to do anything for his mm-hmm. for his for, for his client to win, right? Mm-hmm. Shout out to Bob Bear. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, yeah. The, you just mentioned the heel wins cleanly. Yeah. Heel won clean. The the manager did not get involved. I mean, is is it clean if he hits him with a basin of well, water? Brett. Well, Owen hit him with a belt. He kind of evens it out. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, I did like how you mentioned. Yeah. Raw does not open with a twenty minute promo, no, but it can. Pro- it can. Because Raw is only an hour long. Yeah. And. Raw does open with a promo, but it's like not it was, even a thirty-second like promo from Vader. Just like 
Just to hype the main yeah, event, it's right? it's just to get Vader to Which is throw in his fine. catchphrases yep. and whatnot and let you know what the main event is. And that's also one thing I, I liked, is that from the get-go, we already knew what the main event was. Yes. How many Raws do we have where we don't know what the main event is up until no. midway through the show? Not until they announced it. And what's funny is because the Raws where we did know the main event ahead of time, mm. um, or when we know what the ending segment is supposed to be... It's better raw than than not. Yeah. When you think about it, like the raw where we had Owens win the title, we knew that fatal yeah, four fatal way was four happening way. from the jump. The raw when Finn Balor debuted and they had that the mini tur- tournament. The mini tournament. And t- everything was set up. Even the past raw where we knew. Uh, oh, the Kevin. It was. It was what. Well, yeah, the Kevin Owens Goldberg. It was announced. Pro- it was announced like in the. Opening it was announced segment. in the opening segment. So we didn't get jerked yep. along the show. So, you can see the different philosophies and yeah. how Raw is, is presented over the 20 years. Now, Raw cuts backstage to HBK with Jose Lothario and his son. Jose discusses how HBK is going to retain the title. So, Jose was HBK's trainer at this time? Yeah. I had no idea who this guy was. Really? I had no idea. I'm like, why is HBK associating with these two, <laughs> these two Spanish? I'm going to assume they're Spanish. Have you know. have you watched the Iron Match between Brett and Sean? I've watched it. Well, is he involved in? I don't Jose Lothario is the one who enters first and points to the heavens, and points to Sean doing his entrance with the the sky the zip line. Wow, that's Jose Lothario. That's Jose Lothario. Yep. He is HBK's trainer. I will admit I haven't time. watched the match in a while, so I don't remember. But when I first seen this segment, I'm like, who is this guy? Why does Sean care about these people? <laughs> like, what's happening? So Jose Lothario is basically around Sean for mm. this his whole babyface run. Okay. Around this time, uh, Lothario, you'll see the fate of Lothario as the year goes on, as right. we transition from this HBK to another HBK. So basically, uh, Lothario Jr. I forgot what his name was. It comes up in the later episode. <laughs> he threatens Sid by saying, "If Sid gets involved at the Rumble." No, he's saying he will get involved in the yes. Rumble if need be. And and we all see how that works out for him. Now, we also learn that at this time, HBK is going to be guest commentating the main event of tonight for the Brett and Vader match. And not only that, HBK's interference in the match is teased. So you can see that they're already building something between Brett and, and Sean. Sean. Now, being that it's Rumble season and it's the beginning of the road to WrestleMania... At this time, if you're just watching this episode, what do you think the program for WrestleMania is? Just from this episode? Yeah, alone. so I'll, I'll let you know. Um, WrestleMania 12 was the Iron Man match between okay. Brett and Sean. So that was just the previous one, right? That was WrestleMania 12. That was the Iron Man match. Okay. Brett put Sean over, and basically it went to overtime. Brett is yeah. mad that the match went to overtime because it's supposed to be a draw, yep. and he was his title. Advantage. Yep. Not the case. Sean wins. Brett goes on his little hiatus. Okay. He, he does a TV show and whatnot. Then he comes back at the Survivor Series to face Austin. Beats Austin a very close match. Okay. And basically, he has another title shot where he faces Psycho Sid and then loses. And then... So Psycho Sid's the champion at this time. HBK's facing him at the Rumble. Brett's still 1A, 1B babyface. What do you think... If you were booking, what do you think the... WrestleMania 13 main event would be Ultimately, it, it, I think it would lead to the Chandra's Brett rematch. Okay. And you hit the nail on the head. That was always the that was, intention. That was, was that the plan? That was the intention. You know that we don't get that. WrestleMania we 13, get we get Bret Hart and Austin. We get Psycho Sid and Taker. You'll see what happens to kind of like what makes forces this jumble. Okay. So, HBK's interference is teased. And you can see that they're already trying to build this match. Yeah. Way ahead of time. Now we go back to the shotgun Saturday night packages. We see that Crush and Ahmed Johnson ends with a DQ. He goes back. That's the name of the move. The Pearl River Plunge. Pearl River Plunge. It's, it's almost like a power bomb. Yeah. Kind of basically. We also see the Flying Nuns debut against the, the Godwins. Flying, it's, it seems so weird. Like nuns. This is supposed to be your edgy show. And you have a team like the Flying Nuns show up. <laughs> yes, they're... They're managed by Brother Love, and they beat the Godwins. Brother Love interferes, but the flying nuns. I when they said when they when I was watching this segment, 
and they unified nuns, and they were talking about intergender action. I'm like, wait, these guys are are, are those women? I didn't even bother searching it because I'm like, this is not raw. This is Shotgun Saturday. This is Shotgun Saturday. We're not it's the edge of your show, Saturday. man. It's supposed to be the edge of your show. I mean, we do. Terry Reynolds does show her tatas on TV. But you like, see nuns wrestling, dude. Where does it get edgier than that? I don't know. <laughs> Back to Raw. Oh, is this is this, this is this the match I think's coming up? Oh my god. <laughs> There's only three matches on the show. Is... Back to Raw. We get to hear Diesel's music. And what oh, did you think when gosh. you heard Diesel's music? Gosh, I, I, I was like, I didn't... Uh, like, when I initially found my oh, it's Diesel. Yeah. And then, about two seconds later, I'm like, wait... This it can't be Diesel. And then I remember that they actually did this. I can't. I, and then I'm like, this was so stupid. I'm like, they're like, here's Diesel and Razor Ramon. I'm like, and I'm just like, who who's going to buy this? Who, who, who buys it? These are actually the characters. They could have done anything else. They could have repackaged those guys as different characters. Well, they did one of them. They did for one of them? Why? Well, well, look what, oh my god. Who do you I think just, Diesel is? Wait. No. No. Who do you think Diesel is? No, wait. Dude, he looks familiar, but I... I... Who do you think Diesel is? I don't know. I, 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 I... He's been in the company for 20 years. 20 years? It's no. Glenn Jacobs. That's Glenn Jacobs? That's Kane. <laughs> what? Fake Diesel Kane? is Kane. Wow. That's Kane? I don't know who Fake Razor is, but Fake oh, Diesel is Kane. Razor's, Razor probably, his career probably died yeah. trying to imitate Razor. Remote. Yeah, Fake Diesel is Kane. Wow. <laughs> I was like, no, no, honestly, I was like, this guy looks familiar. But then, I didn't find my, that's Kane. That's Kane with hair and a beard. Yep. Wow. Yep. It's the eyes. Yep. Pretty... I, I remember back in the day, back in the Kazaa days, if you remember the, that. Kazaa. Yeah, you don't remember Kazaa? Who's Kazaa? What year was this dude? No, no, no. So Kazaa was like the program you would download oh. music on oh, okay. back in the day. So I used to Google, like not Google, but like search up on Kazaa, like Kane Unmasked and stuff like that. I showed me a picture of Diesel. I'm like, I know that's Kevin Nash. <laughs> and then lo and behold, Fake Diesel is Kane. Fake Diesel is Kane. Yeah, so Fake Diesel is Kane. And Fake Diesel and Razor come out together. Looking back, I'm oh, kind of disappointed because part of what made Razor so good is his entrance. Yeah. Is his entrance. He's got the gold chains out. He's doing the little uh, sidewalk. He he's coming out with fake diesel. And he's coming out with fake diesel to his own And he's still trying, still trying to pull off the manners of so just... Of course. Granted, granted, the only reason they did this was to prove that like, to Kevin Nash and Scott yeah, Hall, you know, we own your characters. Oh, yeah. Don't get it twisted. We're, yeah, in the... In this meantime, during the early days of the NWO, there was a lawsuit between the WWF and, and WCW okay. over that because they thought Kevin Nash and Scott Hall were still too much like their characters. Like their characters. So the camera cuts back to the booth. Now we have a three-man booth of Lawler, Vince, and the Honky Tonk Man. But what interests these more than the Honky Tonk Man's involvement is there is one sign in the back. And did you see what the sign said? No, I did not see the sign. It said NWO, oh. and then it was crossed out. WCW, and it was crossed and out. And they showed the sign on WWF. And, and they showed this they during the Diesel sign. and Razor segment. It was right behind the announcement. So part of me thinking, like, Kevin Dunn probably showed this just, just because just of this sign. Shot. Forget the three-man booth. Like, you're used to this booth. Yeah. Uh, because they don't even give an, int- an entrance to the Honky Tonk Man. And during this time, WCW is, tr- is crushing yeah. WWE in ratings, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. So we Just... cut back to the entrance, and we see, even though they're fake Diesel and fake Razor, damn the amount of pyro they got oh, for yeah. the ring entrance, man. That budget. That <laughs> budget for for characters that have no payoff. For you. Nope. Just just a shot at the yeah. originals. Now, they are facing Doug Furness and Philip hey, LaFon. The undefeated team. The undefeated team who are facing the WWF Outsiders, as I'll call them. Oh my goodness. Now, it's funny because outsiders. I was watching Nitro and I don't know the times that these shows would have overlapped. Mm. But on Nitro, they had their own tag of Quebecois people as well. Oh, so God. I don't know if there was like, okay... They're, they have French people in the tag team right now. We got to have French people oh, in the gosh. tag team. I still don't understand, like, 
the idea of like when you're competing with someone, why would you make a fake version of what oh, somebody was, else is doing, right? Especially since people people already know like how obvious it is. Just yeah. Just Hall and Nash were like are like two of the more popular guys on the other side now too. So yeah. why would you give them more attention, yeah. right? Like by showing these for me, by showing these fakes. If I was watching, I'm like, why would I watch the face when I can watch the real ones exactly. across the net? Or like on the on Nitro, why would I watch yeah. these Quebecois guys when, when Furnace and Lafon are on the WWE? And another thing that stood out to me, I, I remember during this match, like like the like the tag team were hyping these, or like Furnace and Lafon, right? They were hyping them, eh? Yeah. Like they were like, oh, these guys can be one of the best tag teams of all time. And then I'm, me watching this, I'm like. Wait, what? I've never heard of these guys. Who are these guys? I don't even remember. You these don't guys. even remember don't. these guys. It in '97. What do you think the state of the, the tag team division is here? Well, seeing that these guys are supposedly one of the best, I think it's pretty bad. Who do you think the tag team champions are at this time? Oh my! I'm gonna have to guess. Wow. You know one half of them. Do I actually? You saw the belt. Wait, I saw the belt. Oh, okay. All right. Oh my part. Who do you oh. think his partner is? Owen Hart. Owen Hart. Wait, who is his partner? Wait, they said it, they said it in the opening match. I'm so stupid. I remember they were talking about her. Oh, Owen Hart's gonna be the one against his partner in the Rumble too. Anything that. Owen. See, who oh. would tag with Owen Hart? Who would tag with Owen other than his family? I don't know. Wait. We know Brett's not the. Brett's it's not Brett. Brett hasn't won a tag team title since the '80s. Owen and Owen and the, the guy that holds the slammy. No, it's not clearance. <laughs> I actually, I actually can't remember. It's bulldog. Oh my god! I'm an idiot. All right, it's bulldog. All right, so back to the match. We're told that Furnace and Lafon are gonna face the Flying Nuns on the upcoming Shotgun Saturday Night Show. Oh my gosh! Come on, man. Furnace and La- the Flying Nuns are facing your top tag team. Well, your top well, non-champion. Like the ones that you're building up, basically. Yeah. Since they've basically labeled yeah. mess up and come. So, Lafon and Diesel start the match, and we find out that Rumble tickets are still being sold via phone number. Please call this number. <laughs> Wait, so I don't know what I'm more surprised by. that The fact that it's two weeks up until the event, and they still have tickets to sell, or that the fact that you can buy tickets... You can still buy tickets via phone today, but like, yeah. But in the, since that was the only option, yeah, it's it's, it seems so weird to hear it being advertised. I like, guess call this number to get tickets, where it's like now it's like. Well, I guess I I guess get online then, and fight the bots. Back then is thing pretty reasonable. Yeah, but it's just so weird to hear stuff like that. So. Basically, throughout the match, the fake outsiders are uh, dominating the match. We go back to a commercial break for the Rumble. We see this weird commercial of these two uh, guys that show up two weeks early. Austin 318 sign. Austin 318 sign. Austin 318 sign. I mean, if tickets are still available two weeks, I don't know why we're waiting right there. Now, here's what I'm going to tell you. Um, Where is the Rumble this year? Oh, yep. San Antonio. Where's the Rumble in 97? San Antonio. So 20 years after the fact, they go back to the Alamo Alamo Dome. Dome. Now, the Alamo Dome is huge. How many people can they fit in there? Oh, my gosh. I should have done that. I think they said 70,000 on this episode of Raw. But you can never be too sure. According to Wiki, 65,000 for football. So so. So for wrestling, it could be bigger. So probably 70,000. Yeah. 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 For they said for a concert it could be seventy seven thousand. Yep, so we'll say seventy thousand. So they need to sell an event for seventy thousand people. Twenty seventeen, they are kind of struggling to how are we gonna do that? We gotta have Goldberg. There's rumblings of HBK. We gotta have Brock. We gotta have Cena. Who do you think they have in ninety seven? They got Brett and Sean. They got HBK, they the hometown. They got Taker. They got Taker's not He's not, that. he's not the star that you think he is. Even though he's going to main event Mania, he's not. So got, they got, they got, Taker's not even on Raw this week. He was in a he was in a package. Where he, he was in a package, yeah. Or not. Yeah. So basically what they do at the Rumble this year is they heavily discount tickets, free tickets, oh, yeah. to fill up the seats. Yeah. 
That's what they're not trying to do this year in 2017. But in 97, that's what they're 97, doing. That's, that's what they got to okay. do. Because, granted, remember, the WWF is still struggling at yeah, this time. WCW, yep. Against WCW. Especially against WCW. And I don't know how hot wrestling is because when you look at Starcade, a 9,000 yeah, arena really and a 35,000 35, uh, buy rate is good. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, that's, that's average, right? Yeah. So... We go back. Furnace is still not tug, uh, tagged in Lafon, so they've, they've switched sides. Still dominant. They're still working dominant. for the hot tag. Lafon gets some tag uh, offense on Fake Diesel. They go to the top rope. He tries to hit a double axe handle. Eats a big boot to the midsection from Diesel. Lafon comes back to hit Diesel with more offense. He tries to pull down Diesel for a pin, but can't. So Furnace comes in and hits Diesel with a dropkick. I like that spot. Razor gets tagged in. And then Furnace and Lafon hit the Doomsday device on the fake outsiders the fake to, out to win the match. Continue their undefeated streak. Undefe- did you did you ever look up when this undefeated streak happened? Like I didn't even care. I'm a- <laughs> because I I do not remember Furnace and Lafon at all. I was so confused. I'm like, are we like I was gonna ask you this, and I'm like, are these guys supposed to be important? I'm like <laughs> Or do I make like the one and duds like once they lose to the champions? Now I could be wrong. They could be more important on a smaller level, okay. but in the grand scheme of the, the attitude history, era, yeah. I don't remember them. I at do all. not remember. Right. So, post match, Rock cuts back to back. Uh, Rock cuts backstage to Bret Hart. In that meantime, they also show a clip from last week's Raw of Goldust and Lawler. During this match, Triple H or Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Not Triple H yet. Tries mm-hmm. to take Marlena backstage. Then Mark Merrill comes in to stop him. Hunter throws Marlena at Mark, Mark Merrill. Mark Merrill catches her. Then Goldust runs yep. into them. And uh, Hunter guides him into Marlena and Mark Merrill, causing a brawl back uh, on the aisle. This leads to announcement of next week's Raw, oh. which is Merrill and Goldust versus Hunter and Jerry the, Jerry King, the King Lawler. Lawler. So at this time, Jerry the King Lawler is doing act- double duty. He was still an active company. Yep competitor and now this also cuts back again to shotgun saturday where we see marlena flashing the sultan and bob backland tries to cover up the sultan's eyes cover him what do you what did you think of that segment what 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 can i think <laughs> what is there to think about that segment does bob i mean bob backland made that segment with his his reactions <laughs> but <laughs> it's pretty it's like it's just a generic spot of the thing, you know, Vidral yeah. distracts the guy. To me, I, I was a little more shocked because I didn't think it would be so raunchy this early okay. on. Yeah. Like, I knew there were things rumbling, but I didn't think we'd jump into this. Okay. At the, like, come on, it's supposed to be the edge of your show and that's your first episode. But it is what it is. Okay. Go back to, to Brett. Brett. Oh. Brett challenges HBK to interfere. He says that Baker is big, but he's stupid, and then he's cut off by Psycho Sid's music. At this time, we see that Brett is visibly upset at being cut off. I just want to note from this, from this pro, I forget sometimes how, like how sometimes how stale Brett was in terms of promo work. It was, it was pretty bland to yeah, say the least. Yeah, it was bland, but but then they. Do you see the slow burn in what's going on right now? Oh, I mean, where he's just getting like he's just getting irritated. Yeah, like he's yeah. just showing hints of like, like just being yeah. fed up of everything. Right? Yeah. So Psycho Sid's music starts playing in the background while he's Psycho still cutting the promo, Sid. and he walks away. So this kind of starts the beginning of Brett being mistreated by the WWF. Mm. Like this is his, uh, his character essentially. It's not just yeah. We think screw job. No, this was his character at the time, and it, it started with WrestleMania 12, and they're kind of doing it along as things go on. And this is another thing here. Now, we got the champ Psycho Sid coming out to his pyro, and I love his pyro, man. That was, Sid in the background. I was, background you, I was him telling you this earlier. This this promo was Sean is my was my favorite segment of the night. <laughs> Really? <laughs> it was my favorite segment. Just it's so over the top, man. And then <laughs> And then his reaction to his reaction to Sean's mannerisms. <laughs> Do you remember you know what I'm talking about? Okay. Alright. So we got Psycho Sid with the pyro and his ramen noodle hair. Yes. Sid is interviewed by one Jim Ross. 
JR asked Sid if Sid is intimidated by having to face HBK in San Antonio. Sid said he has no remorses for his actions. Is Sid is Sid, Sid is the heel in this, right? Yes. He got a pretty big pop from the New York crowd. Mm. Yep. Yep. So even back then, the crowd still appreciated a really good heel. What I want to say is that HBK wasn't the big baby face as a clean baby Ooh, face. I, I, I see that from his, he seems a lot like a tw- like a tweener, like like a lone wolf baby. That lone. Wolf. So when Sean got the title, they tried to make him a clean baby face, or was like it, he was a clean baby. Wasn't face. working. It wasn't working out. Okay. It wasn't working out. It was kind of. I want to say it's like Roman because Roman does not on the level of Sean, but it's kind of <laughs> like to where like early Cena. Okay. It, but it wasn't that bad. It wasn't that bad. Yeah. But then, like, people, like, it was You can see that Sid okay. is over here, but... Sid is over. Sid is... Yeah. So, Sid... For for Sid, this is a good live promo. Oh, he was, he a, was he considered a bad promo? Yeah. Today? You've never seen his bo- his botches? <laughs> Other than what I've heard. Um, I only have half the brain that you do. Or well, where he asked JR to, to restart, and JR's like, no, it's alive. <laughs> <laughs> well... I guess with his character, right? His character is like that over the top, like crazy. Like he's considered crazy, right? Yeah. Well, I guess that sort of. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. So Sid says he has no remorse for his actions on Lothario. He says that the day I was born, I was born the man. Again, I I give kudos uh, to. <laughs> see, I'm stumbling. I give kudos to Sid for not choking or stumbling, and then HBK comes out while Sid's still yeah. in the ring. HBK. At this time. HBK visibly comes out with a robe, and you can see there's no shirt. Going for that stripper phase. Oh my gosh. Clearly going for that stripper phase. But it just makes the segment, man. I'm telling you. HBK strips out of his jacket on top of the announcer. And then Sid's Sid's reaction. Sid's reaction is so weird. (laughs) He's enjoying it, man. (laughs) He points at Sean and gives him a round of applause. (laughs) He's like, yes. He's he's smiling, grimacing, and then, waving, and, and and waving high, and 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 then he says, "Sorry for what he's about to do." Yeah, he laughs. He apologizes, yes. not for what he did, but for what he's, he's about, about to, do. to yes. do, and he cannot be held responsible. Well, how Sean just stripped in front of him, man. Afterwards, eight, uh, we go to commercial, and it looks like HBK is about to take off his pants. Oh. God bless that Sean's a good worker. Else, else I don't know, man. This is a this is some iffy stuff. This is a different era. I'm telling you, that's not the Sean Michaels I grew up with. No, you got Christian Sean Michaels. I got I got born again Sean Michaels. I grew up with stripper Sean Michaels. Stripper drugs and all Sean Michaels. So we got the main event: Bret Hart versus Vader. During Bret's entrance, Bret looks to HBK and does his whole arm thing. Yep. Uh, they both look at each other. Uh, Vader there. enters and it cuts back to last week's edition of Superstars. This is where I forgot Taker was on the show. Cornette is calling out the Undertaker, but Undertaker Vader's is right behind, behind him, him, attacks him, takes him to the ring, and hits him with a tombstone. Now begins Same. the match. Vader and Brett tie up. Vader pushes Brett off. He taunts and flexes. They do the whole strongman thing yes. with the collar and elbow tie. Vader, I like Vader's fight style here, don't you? Does it remind you of Brock Lesnar now? Brock, what the no nonsense style? Where he, so basically, Vader takes Brett to the corner and just starts punching him. Yeah, away. and it's it's also reminiscent of Dead Man Taker. Oh, or Taker would just unload. He would just unload. Just the strike, the, the strike, yeah. just the striking style. I like that. Like it's, Vader is kind of like this no nonsense, like shoot type guy, and it's believable because he's so he's big. A big but he's a big guy. He's a big guy. So Brett, Irish. Um, they go outside the ring, keep punching and, and brawling. Brett hits him into the steps. Does nothing to Vader, really. Brett climbs the steps, elbows Vader in the back, and throws him into the ring post and onto the rails, which does nothing, really. No, nothing. On commentary, they're also building this Brett and HBK dynamic because HBK is attacking Brett's character this whole time. Mm. Talk about how Brett's a hypocrite and how HBK is not a hypocrite, even though, like, you know, he strips and he does things weird. <laughs> And he, he's not a clean baby face. He does things his way, and he tells yeah. you he's going to do things. I do way. remember, though, that he still gives props to Brett, where he still says he is the best there is, the best there was, the yeah. best there ever will be. Yeah. And I remember this spot in this mat, in the match where Vader has Brett in the ring, lying down, and he goes to the top rope, but the referee does not allow him. Yeah. 
Why? <laughs> was it bad? Was he not Well, allowed? technically, like, you see it all the time. Like, you're not supposed to be on the top turnbuckle. <laughs> okay, yeah. So they did that. And then they did that. So that's what. So that's what. And they teased it too because Vader can do a moonsault. For, oh. Yeah, so oh, yeah, they teased can. it a couple times. So we go back to the match. Vader and Red are, uh, Brett are running the ropes. Brett falls straight into Vader. And then uh, Vader takes Brett back into the corner, starts punching him again, starts punching him in the back of the head, hits him with a quick clothesline, or looks kind of like a Rainmaker. Right. Okay, Rainmaker. Now, what? on commentary, this is where we have uh, Brett. I mean, sorry. Sean. Sean. So many bees around. Sean is bigging up the, the prestige of beating Brett in the Rumble, and HBK says, well, if beating Brett in the Rumble is such a big deal... Guess who beat him for the title? Oh, I beat him for the title, even though he keeps shot. complaining he how he got screwed, screwed over. Screwed over. Oh, and another thing to point out in this match is that Stone Cold Steve Austin is watching backstage. I was just going there, and they're still doing this thing where they show a superstar watching the show backstage on a TV, and you can see the type type of TV that he was watching. <laughs> pretty, pretty high tech. Yeah. So Stone Cold is there. Stone Cold gets on the show. Taker's not on the show. Taker's not. not. Really. It's, it's a one-hour show. Yeah. So you got to fit who you got to yeah. fit. Back to Raw. Vader hits a flying headbutt on the second rope. Vader goes to hit the Vader bomb, but... Uh, no. Vader hits a big splash from the second rope and kicks out. He goes to hit the moonsault, but he changes his mind and goes for a Vader bomb and gets kneed by Brett. Brett begins his offense, Irish whips Vader into the uh, ring, and then uh, hits him with a fist to the midsection. Austin is still watching the match at this time. Brett hits Vader with an elbow to the face from the second rope, gets a two count. Vader Irish whips Brett and jumps into Vader, who catches him, and both men end up outside the ring. I like that spot. Mm. Uh, Both men brawl outside the ring, while Sid comes back and forces the cameraman to come with him. Now this part I didn't like too much. At this time, Austin has already come into the picture. Yeah. But we don't know. We kind of see oh, it was, him. Yeah, it was such yeah. This, this is a poorly shot. Yeah. Point. Unless that's what they were going for, but I didn't like this shot. Yeah. Like, you see Austin on, like, the very, very corner of your screen giving Brett the stunner. So, at this time, Austin interferes in the match while Vader is trying to throw the steps at Brett, but he's um, stopped by our, uh, referee Earl Hebner. At that time, while Hebner is distracted, Austin hits the stunner without the kick, so... We haven't had the full okay. evolved Stone Cold Stunner yet. Vader brings Brett back into the ring, hits him with a Vader bomb, and gets the victory. One, two, three. Uh, not a clean finish, but Vader gets the win over Bret Hart, the yep. number one baby face. Now Raw cuts back to Sid into the locker room, and he is attacking Pete Lothario. That's, That's his name. Power balls him onto the table, and the table does not break, which actually make, looks more brutal yeah, it looks than if it very broke. Stiff. Now HBK... Runs, he's backstage, visibly upset, and he's swearing on Starts camera, swearing. censor. So it's not live. It's not live. It's not live. And then Raw ends. And that concludes the first Raw of 1997. Pretty, it was a pretty solid Raw. This is, Where would you compare that to the Raw we watched this year? This past week? 2017 Raw. This Raw was awful. Well, I, I just, <laughs> I'm just not a Raw guy nowadays. But yeah, I didn't like the last segment. This show, like, they just rehash matches, man. Like, mm. matches I've already seen, like, for months previous yeah. already. So what's the point of me watching anyways? Whereas on was, 97 Raw, our main event is what could be a pay-per-view main event. Could be a pay-per-view is main Brett event. versus Vader. Also helps that I haven't seen that match 20, min- 20 times already yeah, in the past. Yeah, yeah. What I do love is that Raw's only an hour at this time. Oh, so, so much easier to there's, watch. There's a little room for error... But there's also, you've got to plan your spots carefully but to what you want to build. Another In an hour show, they had three pretty lengthy matches yep. as well. Which, for Raw nowadays, is pretty... That'd be, that's, that's all you're going to get from Raw nowadays. You get three like decent-sized matches. Now, if you were to star rate each match, what would you do it? Star, each match? Yeah. There was no great matches on, on the card, but they're like all like... Average to good, right? I think the only match I kind of tuned out was the, 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 the fake, fake outsiders. The fake outsiders versus, yeah. the, versus the versus the, versus the, the Fawn and oh, Furnace. The, the greatest tag team of all time. 
Quebec's greatest tag team. Oh my I don't even know if they're from Quebec. So <laughs> oh, that's an assumption. Yeah. But yeah, I also liked how like in this show, what got my attention were like the characters, like you know, like a lot of like the wrestlers in this episode of Raw. Like they had, they played like they had a they had a character, right? Mm. Like mankind. You had Owen Hart who would play like just the narcissist, like you know, the full of himself. Even the fake outsiders, like that's why I, that's why I didn't like the other guys. Well, I hate, I didn't like either guys, but <laughs> but guys, I I remember the fake outsiders more for that match than Furnace and Lafon. I remember the pyro more than anything in that match. <laughs> the pyro. Yeah. Yeah. Psycho State is your champion. He's a character. Yeah. You had. Shawn, Mike, Shawn Michaels and Brett, although they, they have lesser, they're still a character. Brett, the hitman heart, mm-hmm. and Shawn Michaels, the heartbreak kid. And then Raw nowadays, you just see people being themselves, right? Now, I, was, I forgot to ask you this at the beginning of the show. What are kind of your expectations going into this watching uh, Attitude Era WWF, basically? My expectations. Um, I expect to see it, like, get, like, there will be stumbles along the way, but I expect to see them like try to up their game. If what because they are up against WCW mm-hmm. and they're getting crushed, mm-hmm. from what you tell me. Now, in terms of like, what do you kind of expect to see? Like, what are your what lens are kind of you looking at this through? Like, because we're watching this twenty years back. Yeah. Now. Well, I want. I'm still try, like, I'm a, Vince was in charge at this time, right? Yes. So I want to. I'm trying to see for me. And I think Russo is on the creative. Russo's on the bill, not maybe not in January, but around this time he'll. he'll I'm just trying to see. I'm just trying to see like, if Vince's how Vince's style has changed Mm -hmm. mostly. Mm -hmm. So like, this show was pretty a pretty put together. It reminded me a lot of an episode of NXT to be honest. Yeah. Which is probably the best show on WWE right now. Yeah. Yeah. Make it, you can make an argument for SmackDown. I'm a SmackDown guy. But I, I... SmackDown's pretty good. Can't rock. No, we're not even I don't watch rock. a lot of SmackDown. SmackDown is like... good, man. SmackDown's... This past episode of SmackDown was pretty... The past two episodes of SmackDown have been great. I think for my expectation of 97 is... Because I'm seeing a lot of backlash now of people saying the Attitude Era wasn't that good. Oh, they're you know, just... all run-ins. No, match quality wasn't was that garbage. good. Work rate was garbage. And, of course, the work rate compared to today is going to be different. Oh, yeah. Today's roster is the best workers the WWE has ever had. But I can argue that in 1997, you have one, two, three guys who could be the best wrestler in the world. Who's the third guy? Brett, Sean. Austin. Yeah, that's right. Austin. I mean, the only guy that they're missing that could be argued best in the world is Malenko. They don't have Malenko. They don't have Benoit. That's true. They don't have whoever's in Japan. They also have Vader. So they've got a pretty strong main event roster. Not and a they have, strong they roster. Have the we see what the mid-card looks like. Hey, they have they have good workers in LaFon and uh, and Furnace. Great workers there, dude. I don't know that match. I kind of tuned out. You <laughs> can right. see my notes when they're <laughs> Not good. the best workers. I mean, they're just I mean, we do have Mick. We do have Owen. We do have... We have Taker. Bulldog. They got, Taker. They got young Taker. Owen, they have Owen. Owen's a, pr- Owen's a good worker. I think from... One thing I'll say is that I know... And I might be proven wrong here. I'm gonna know for sure that... Post-WrestleMania 21 Taker is the best Taker. Yeah. That's his best work. That's his best... Best work. 97 Taker is... Eh. I mean, you could argue he had his best... Well, no. His, his best matches have always been with Sean. Yeah. The first Hell in a Cell and yeah. then the WrestleMania I mean, match. he'll have a good match with uh, Brett and a, a few here, but nothing on the level of... of well, I, I think that's more the way he was booked that time, right? Like, he was, like, just powerhouse. I also think it's, he didn't get into his own until he started mixing MMA into his moveset. Ooh, the, the strikes. The strikes yeah. and learning how to work with... It. I, Taker has always worked better with smaller guys yeah. than with bigger guys. Bigger guys... Not so much. Yeah. And that's the episode of Raw. What would you give it out of 10? Out of 10? I'd say that's a solid... You seven. didn't even give your star rating for the my matches. Star, I think um, the highest my star... So Mankind... Okay, let's go. Mankind and Owen Hart. Three. Wow. That's high. Okay. It's okay. Uh, Lef- no, no, no. Eh, right. Two and a half. LaFon and Diesel. 
one. Okay. One, one, one and a half. I'm generous, maybe, but. Brett and Vader. Two and a half again. I get that. Like a three. Two and. Two and three quarters to a three. Okay. Yeah. No, but I'm like, yeah, as a, like the average, like maybe the mat, like that match we re- I rated one is better than that, but like, I just didn't care about that match to be <laughs> honest. This, it was the ju- it was the fake fake outsiders. And the procl- like I don't know these guys dressed like jobbers, man. They had no flair. Yeah, there was there was no swagger to the, them. They were the most nothing. bland thing on the show. Yeah, and I think that's some rollover from new generation WWF into the uh, Attitude Era WWF. Uh, yeah, but yeah, overall the show, man. I think I'd give it seven to seven and a half. It was a solid to good show. What do you think of Psycho Sid as champion? Awesome. Like what do you know about Psycho Sid? Like when you when I say Psycho Sid, Psycho what do you Sid. think? I know he was, I, he had that one crazy leg injury. I, I figured that was the first thing. <laughs> he had that one crazy leg injury, and I, I first my first time I've seen Psycho Sid was he was on that, the first like the first time I've ever seen him was on the video package for Wrestle for Taker's WrestleMania victims. I'm like, oh, he takes the title off of Sid. Okay, so That's you already know the ending. I know the ending of this. I know the ending of this. But from what I've seen of him on this episode, I I loved his work. He was okay. you know he played his character to a T. He had he has the look. He he looks well, yeah. jacked, yeah. dude. Yeah. And then the pyro. I mean, there's a reason why they thought he was gonna succeed Hogan. <laughs> oh, if this was their guy. Back in he rest, uh he main evented WrestleMania eight with Hogan. As Sid Justice. Wow. When, when was wait? So Luger was before this, right? Yeah. Then they go Luger. They tried. So to it was going to be. So Warrior failed. Yeah. Okay. Then they gave it back to Hogan at WrestleMania okay. Seven, and then it was supposed to be Hogan Flair, but Sid was super over at the time. So oh, Sid God. was thought to be the next guy, but they turned him heel against Hogan. So then he wasn't. And then Hogan, I mean, no, Luger was the guy they were gonna push, but obviously not. Then it was yep. Brett, and then Hogan didn't want to push over Brett. And then, then after Brett, it goes to Sean, we, and then we're here where we're at right yep. now. So what did you what did you rate the sh- what did you rate the show? Out of ten, give it a seven. Yeah, I watched Nitro. Oh, was Nitro a better show that no, night? No, Nitro was not the better okay. show that night. Nitro was two hours at this time. Nitro had very little reason for me to watch because there was no stated main event for that okay. Nitro. There was something with. Roddy Piper because Roddy had just beat Hogan. This is the second yeah. Nitro since Starcade, but it was just oh, we have video footage of Piper from last week. Okay. What's he gonna say? Other than like mid card matches that were good, like they had Regal and uh what's his name? Oh Oh, Hacksaw. Hacksaw Jim Duggan <laughs> for the T V title. Wow. They had Psychosis, uh, psychosis, psychosis, psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. Psychosid, psychosis, psychosis versus Rey Mysterio. They had Eddie Guerrero versus Alex Wright. So they had a couple sprinkling of matches that kind of kept me into watching things. And they had the NWO at the end. So, okay. Yeah. What What did you gonna give Raw? You didn't give you gave your star rating. What's your out of ten rating? Oh, seven. Seven? seven to seven and a half. Seven to seven and a half. Now, what are the things solid. from this Raw or what you're seeing from WWF television that won't work today and then they should kind of start doing again if they're not doing it already? What they should... Other than, okay, cut Raw to two hours instead okay. of three. Because that's not happening. They should never do a fake, a fake character again. <laughs> never. I, mean, I remember... Well, we've done this before, but with... Sinkara, where they repackage, they they put. That's but then that's different because he's in a mask, so yeah. you can never know. Because it's like you can you do tiger mask yeah. from one to to double. But yeah, but this but this is just for anything. Like I don't not don't reuse the characters if, it's, if you don't have the original dude. When they did fake Kane. Fake Kane. Oh. <laughs> I mean, well, as a kid, I liked it though. I don't lie, I liked that. Story. I, I liked, liked seeing the old Kane mask. I was like, whoa, like what's happening? Yeah. But then like. Now, but nowadays, no, nah, don't do that. And Fake Kane ended up being Gallows, so. And then, again, they I liked how, like, in the matches, like, 
even though they would like sometimes they 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 like you know how they they would talk about the main storyline during side matches mm-hmm. to build up the main to build up the main storyline for the episode. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, not like you shouldn't like completely ignore the match going on, but I like when you like continue to keep you it in the audience's in, mind yeah. that yeah, this is still going on. Yeah. And then I like the match quality. The match quality for for an hour show like this is an hour show, right? Mm-hmm. So you're obviously not gonna get the twenty minute like classic. Like and remember, this is an hour show that's being competed with Nitro. Yeah. Whereas Nitro has one hour that's unopposed, and the, the second and hour is opposed. But yeah, with, with the time they're given, they they really filled in that hour. Yeah. Like that hour was like pretty. Like when I was watching it, it went by pretty fast. Now compare that to Raw today, where it's like they're opposed by Monday Night Football, and they just throw it out the window. They just they just like no. Nah. They're like no. Nah. They'll only. Try, oh, you're not gonna watch it. They'll oh. only try the first. The only the only show something interesting in the opening promo. And then the main event, maybe. But then the main event usually is like, it's a wash. Like if, if like if it's like if it's a combination of Roman Jericho or or Owens, or like I'm not even gonna tune in most. This of the time. Raw was was very easy to watch. I, there you was like no... this? Wait, are you talking about? No, 97? no, no, ninety seven. Okay, okay. This Raw was very easy to watch. There was no point. Yeah, the, I kind of rolled my eyes at Fake Diesel and yeah. Fake Razor, and that's like, about it. Kind of right? tuned out. But like I didn't. But then I'm like the. It other wasn't two, like yeah. oh man I can't watch this. I mean like the other two matches were pretty interesting matchups yeah. like. Like I wanted Man- to see Vader and Brad. Mankind Owen Hart too. That's a pretty yeah. unique matchup. I do feel like that the crowd was kind of out of that match. Yeah. But, but it was a pretty solid match. Vader and Brett, I did like it, even though it does seem a little overbooked. Oh like, yeah, the Austin running. Because you've like got running. You've got the tie-in between Brett and Sean. But then you've also got a tie-in between Brett and Austin. So, if the main event's supposed to be Brett and Sean, what's what's your payoff for Brett and Austin? That's true. And you don't know how the Rumble ends, so... Well, I think I know how the Rumble ends, since I know the main event of Mania. <laughs> right? <laughs> don't don't search it up. I'm not Rumble's gonna... next week, so... Is it actually... Two... For us. For us. For us. Okay. So we're gonna next week we're going to do the raw. We're going to do the raw, and, and then, then the we're rumble. also gonna shoot a separate episode for the rumble. You're telling me this is a good rumble, man. So I liked it. You like this rumble? There's the card a sequence. Or just the match? The card I don't remember. The card. The, the match card. Good. The card is the rumble match itself and Psycho Sid and HBK. I don't know the rest. Okay. I don't know if there's an intercontinental title match. There might be. Is it Hunter and Gold? Is Hunter intercontinental at this time? Don't spoil it, man. Uh, we'll find out in the coming episode. We'll find out next week. Yeah. So next week, we've got Mark Merrill and Gold Dust versus, versus Triple, Triple H, H and, and Jerry the King. Oliver. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Is he not? Sorry, Hunter. Hunter. He's not the game yet. He's not Triple H. He's not the game. I'll call him Triple H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley is too long. Oh, come on. This is, yeah, this is his character. This is the obnoxious long name, dude. It's part of his character. You're right. You're He's right. a snobbish rich kid. What did you think of the three-man booth with Honky Tonk Man, Vince, and uh, Jerry? There was only three bo- booths for that match only, though. For that, yeah. for the middle match. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. I mean... I thought it's random. It was, uh, I forgot what the payoff he, he, oh, yeah. was. He was. He's looking for the next Honky Tonk Yeah, Honky-tonk that's man. right. That's right. So and he's like, scouting matches. And I knew he wasn't going to find any of them there, so I just no. thought I didn't care. Not in a tag match. How did you fi- How did you like the chemistry between Vince and Lala? Um, I, I like forgot he, to mention, I this he, is... I like Heal Lawler a lot. This is this type of stuff. This is the Lawler I grew up on. So this Lawler. is the Lawler where people Lawler. are like, no, you can't get rid of Lawler. You, got prime, you had Prime this Heal Lawler. is the best Lawler. Is this Lawler better than... Wait, no. Well, when does Jim Ross join the booth? Soon. He very joins soon, the booth? Very soon. Oh, okay. Because that's his best... If I'm not mistaken, his best work is with... He's best Ross. as a full heel... But then he works well. He works well with. Jim I don't Ross, like man. him as the attitude era progresses because okay. he becomes pervy. Jr. Oh, oh, I mean not pervy Jr. Pervy, pervy Jr. Pervy Jr. Pervy Jerry. Jim Ross has class, man. Come on. Yeah, Jim Ross was the straight man of the two. So. <laughs> Puppies. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. So next week we'll be back. We're going to watch the next Raw. The Rumble. I might not watch Nitro. We're also going to watch the Rumble, so that's on a second episode. And 
How you want to end it off? What song you want to choose? What's... The raw song. We'll end it off with Mankind's exit theme. Oh, that's the theme. You didn't yeah. like. You don't like. Did you say you didn't like this theme? I did. I said that was the one thing All I right. liked out of. Oh, you didn't like his brown. I don't like his brown on brown. His brown, his brown onesie. Yeah, on No Mercy, that's his um his... alternate costume, and I didn't like it. Oh, you never yeah. used that one. No, I oh, preferred okay. his sprayed on uh, ref shirt. But yeah, that's cooking up raw for you. See you guys later.